and three, two, put your hands together, ladies and gentlemen, for the one and the only and the triplet, show and prescript and delicious. Please show your boy PD jokes. Take it away. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I'm using Prince's word today. He always says, hey, fam. How are you, Prince? Hey, hey what's good, fam? Welcome hey, back to the Black In Podcast. I feel like you guys have been listening to our stuff. Yeah, we're people from Argentina. But we're back at it again. This is another dish in the menu. While Talisha's taking a wine, let me drink my water. <laughs> Are you having wine, Talisha? Um, is it wine o'clock or ah, I can't believe it. What of course it is. If it's Tuesday, I'm drinking wine. No, my word. Talisha, <laughs> why, why are you looking so gorgeous? Like, who's, who's the guy? What's his name? Why hmm? are you saying it like as though I don't usually look gorgeous, Prince? <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm saying, like, this is, today is just an extra compliment because hair is shiny and bouncy. Smile is like Colgate. And then the eyes are like, ooh, galaxy, here we are. Sharon's hair is like, all... It's all... Like, because I'm wearing eyeshadow for you guys. Eyeshadow and mascara. Last time you told me <laughs> you, my hair, you, you looked did. so freaky. So I made sure that I, I look very sleek and and beautiful for you today. Of course, you are Mrs. Thanks. Icon. <laughs> no, Tilisha, thank you. Thank you for putting the... I mean, I noticed it. I'm just like... My God. Thank you for noticing that Lord I wore eyeshadow and mascara and eyeliner even. is <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Welcome to the platform, guys. It's yourself. It's myself. Your English is depleting. It's myself, Prince Dube, aka PD Jokes. And I'm one of the three people who are here. We call it the Trinity. We call You can call it whatever you want to call it, but I call it South Africa. I've got my beautiful, beautiful ladies in the house. Let's start with Sharon, who's on my lead here. I'm, no, I'm probably on, but it doesn't matter. You are here to me. Super excited for today's show because we've got a jam-packed um, podcast for you with the most juiciest of gossip. Well, not just go- gossip, but um, a lot of information um, that we'd like to share with you. And I think it's, you, you're all going to be blown away. So do you want to tell them a little bit about it, Tanisha? Guys, Sharon said jam-packed. I don't even think that there's an adjective that can describe it as as jam-packed as it really is. And now the phone is ringing. Why is there a landline ringing? Nobody even uses landlines anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I told you there's a new guy in your life. This guy's like, yo, baby, I couldn't get a hold of you in your cell phone. It's a landline. Only people in Durban, because you guys are a little bit slower than us, Josie. Jersey, yeah. Uh, what happened to me today? Forget about the landline. There was a snake in the house. Welcome to Durban. Oh <laughs> I was not. Oh! I am not there. I'm not coming there. What, what? happened? Uh, <laughs> hey? What happened? What I would have fainted on the spot. No, no, no. It was fine. It was a really cute snake. He was actually really beautiful. Um, Wait. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> let's let's not let's not be typical Indian right now where we play with snakes out of the basket. It wasn't snakes I, are not cute, I, I, lit an, I lit an incense stick because I googled it and they said smoke makes it go out the house. So ah. I lit an incense like the Indian that I am and then the snake started getting dizzy and dancing. It wasn't going out the house, it was like moving around. I think the smoke was making it dizzy. Yes, that's that what it was doing. Energy vibes, it was great positive vibes going on there. Yes, that was so nice in the house. My little guy, I don't want to hurt you. Please just go out the house. That's where you belong. And then eventually, half an hour later, um, he did leave. I, I had to nudge him out a little bit with a broom, but I didn't want to touch him because I didn't want to hurt him. But I'll send you guys the videos. It was, yeah. What's wait wait hold on? You 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 negotiated with the snake. You're like yo, 
Whenever hey. you is ready to leave, <laughs> you can leave the house. Like, I, the, yo, like this isn't. Woo! I'm, I'm, no, no, no. Sorry, there's one animal I do not like, and that is the snake. Please. Who am I to who am I to kill God's creatures? You know, like oh, that's the one that tricked you in the garden. What do you mean? <laughs> actually, he was Satan discarding the snake. He actually grabbed it once. The snake was pretty, but anyways, he eventually left, which was fine. Um, I don't know how why I told you about that. If it was a lizard, I would have died on the spot. I would have. No, oh, I have lots of lizards. I love them. Wish it was tiny little ones. We we. We are moving too fast for my liking. You like snakes? I like lizards. Hold on, wait, <laughs> guys. This is the Platinum Podcast, by the way. This is what we talk about. It's about diversity within the group. I'm black, so let me tell you something. I'm not agreeing with anything they're saying right now. Snakes, lizards, out the door. Like, not, no, no. <laughs> so I sent I sent a video to my dad, and then he, I told him like, oh, eventually the little guy went away, and then my dad said. But if there's a tiny little gecko, you're so afraid. But you could like play with it. Those geckos are so cute. I had one in my bath, and I actually said to my lady that works for me, "Please don't kill him. He's my friend." Yeah, no, I would die. And at, at least snakes don't just drop half their tail and run away while the tail's still moving. That's disgusting. Uh, that's creepy. So, anyways, enough of enough reptiles. It's talking about another type type of reptiles that are out there. Yes. Okay. So today we're going to be getting into some very juicy information. Not really gossip. Some of the stuff I haven't actually seen the dots connected anywhere else. So we'd like to think of it as breaking news. Um, if you've heard any of the stuff before, you can let us know. If you connected the dots for yourself, let us know in the comments. Um, please give us feedback. Please send us emails. We love hearing from you. And thank you for listening to our shows so far. Even the guys in Argentina, thank you so much. Nothing um, about Latino blood. We love the Latins. They must have seen you, Sharon. <laughs> no, I think it was due to me, Sharon. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was Prince. You never know. <laughs> Thank you. I was feeling left out there for a second. I was like, "Oh, hold on." But no, no, no. we know we know you attract you attract the fans, so that's why we have you here, Prince. But basically, he's <laughs> 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 good luck. Don't give him a big <laughs> um, So we're going to be touching very briefly on a few topics. Well, not briefly. Uh, We've got sure. two main topics we're going to touch on today. Um, so the one is the military entertainment complex, which is the U.S. Department of Defense um, and their involvement in and use of Hollywood um, as a tool to get intel and information, which is really interesting because I don't know if you guys knew this, but some of your favorite movies were actually funded by and produced by the United States Department of Defense, including Armageddon, Argo, um, Top Gun, Air Force One, Apollo 13, Batman and Robin, Black Hawk Down, Deep Impact, Godzilla, Goldfinger, I Am Legend, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Jurassic Park 3, Karate Kid Part 2, Silence of the Lambs, King Kong, Star Trek, The Voice of Home, Last Action Hero, Transformers, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, and True Lies. And you guys might remember when we spoke about um, the Out of Shadows documentary, they showed the actual contracts between the CIA and Hollywood yes. and how they would use Marvel comics and things to infiltrate people's uh, space and use it as mind control. So it's really interesting. This information is on Wikipedia. We will have the links down in the description box. We'll also have the links on our Facebook page, which Sharon launched the other day. Thank you so much, Sharon. We'll also have the links on our Twitter feed and Instagram as well. So you can check those out. Um, 
We're going to be talking about the CIA's involvement in the movies. And also, incidentally, Prince, you're a big Instagram guy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if you know this, but do you follow the CIA? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> hell no, Illuminati. No, I'm not there. <laughs> Just in case okay, so, us, right, Prince? We don't want to be tracked. Well, so I'm going to be the lamb that we're going to silence. <laughs> Is that, that what okay. we're saying? I'm going to be the lamb that we take to the slaughter because I'm following them. And um, they follow, they initially only followed 11 people, 11 humans. And I will tell you the names of those 11 humans in a little bit. But now they follow 34 okay. accounts. And you guys can go and check it out for yourself. Some of the accounts that they follow are NASA and um, national security organizations, um, Department of or Defense Intelligence, U.S. Army, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the people that they follow are the first account they ever followed was 007 <clears throat> James Bond. Yes, I saw that, and he's the good-looking one, right? What is his name again? Yeah. So, well, initially they just followed 007 James Bond. Then they followed Pierce Brosnan, the good-looking one, like Sharon says. <laughs> <laughs> Some of Connery is the good-looking one, but I don't know if those people are listening today because those people are in their 80s. He's like, like John Connery is amazing. He's about 90 years old now. Well, 90, even older, 96, somewhere around there. What? Yeah. What? So maybe that was the Queen's favorite um, James Bond. But anyway, so they follow Pierce Brosnan. And then the third account that they followed was, Prince, give us a drum roll, because we've spoken about this guy before. <laughs> is that it? Okay. We'll try and insert like a better drum roll sound because that, that doesn't I'm so just touched. Like, okay, well, this is my talent. We'll, we'll give it's you the only head. talent that God gave me. Okay, I feel like allow me to utilize. Let's see how good you are. We'll sure. give you a hint. He acted or featured in the movie where they said run forest run, correct? Sorry, that's such an easy clue. Um, Buff, it can't be Buff, like a box of chocolates. Who was that? Cho cho One of the most. Um, I just up. Oh my word! Ben Flick. Who is it? Yeah. Adam Sandler. No. No. One, two, three. Let's say it together, Sharon. Tom Hanks. 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 Oh, the, the guy who we told you two episodes ago has fled the U.S. and is now a citizen of Greece with his family, right. and who's been implicated in the Pizzagate scandal. And huh. incidentally, you mentioned Ben Affleck. They also follow Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner and John Krasinski and Ryan Reynolds and Claire Danes and Melissa McCarthy and Jessica Chastain. Those are the only humans in the whole entire world, seven and a half billion people, that the CIA follows. Do you think it's interesting? I do. So Sharon, yeah. with that, over to you to tell us about your day okay. and what so, I am going to talk more about um, Tom Hanks. I didn't really do a lot of research about the, about the other actors that you mentioned. But... <laughs> My husband never ever actually liked Tom Hanks from, from the beginning. He always used to get irritated watching Tom Hanks um, on the big screen. And I always used to say, but why? He's such a good actor. And maybe George... I have that get... in common, though, because Tom Hanks is such a weird-looking person to be such a big Hollywood star. But, I mean, he's done phenomenally well as an actor. He really has made his mark in Hollywood. Um, but and one's a that... one as well. No. 
yeah, like when you when you sent us the topics for this week, Talisha, I mean, I've never really delved into um, his participation, um, you know, and, 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 and you know, with this, like I always say, with this smoke, there's fire. So um, the documentary that I watched on him, I, I don't have a link for it, but I can include it in the description box, you know, when I download the podcast, is that funny enough, when he went to Australia this year with his wife, he um, had gone to Australia to make a new movie. I cannot remember the name, but while he was there, he then came out and said he had COVID, right? It was all over the, the news. First, uh, he was the first famous person that Correct. But there's speculation of- that he was under house arrest and he was wearing uh, like um, an ankle bracelet around his, his ankle um, due to I don't know, them finding evidence of him being involved in pedophilia, right? They didn't have enough evidence, so they then said that was all false, false evidence. Um, He didn't have COVID-19. He then returned back to the States, and I don't know how long, I'm not quite sure how long he was actually in the States before before he decided to run off to Greece, okay? Nobody knows Sharon, which don't you don't you find it odd that nobody knows when he came back to the states from Australia, how he came back, and how long he was here before he moved? But what I do know is that he carefully articulated everything, and this has started off. If you do a little bit of digging, um, when my big fat week wedding came out, um, it was absolute hits all over the world, and it was very funny. I don't know if you remember that. I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> if you understand the Greek, yeah, culture, I, I mean, it, it, it really. <laughs> they, they acted out to the complete of how Greeks are. And, and it's, I mean, they ripped the Greeks off and the English, and it's, it's just really, really funny. So he was the producer of that and was an absolute hit in Greece, I think, because of it. Um, but now they're also saying, is he knew exactly what he was doing? So already all those years ago, I mean, that's quite an old movie. He had already started strategizing a plan B and putting that into action should the shit hit the fan, excuse my French. Uh, <laughs> I don't like to swear on air, but you know what I'm saying. It's not a better word to describe it, you know? And I mean... I mean, it is what it is. And the fact that he was married to a Greek woman, he's not Greek. He became Greek Orthodox. Um, and, you know, I know it's really very, very hard to actually get an EU passport, especially a Greek one. And they gave him one efficacy, maybe because, you know, he had produced this My Big Factory wedding and he was like a star, you know. But I mean, normally they are so strict, but they let him in. So he is now a citizen. Oh, you know that. You know that because you're married to a man from Greece, right? Correct. Correct. And and do you have Greek citizenship yet? No. No. But Tom Hanks But he has. So I want to know. I'd like to pick a bone with the Greek government and find out how the hell they give... Tom Hanks, citizenship. I've been married for how many years, but they can't give me one. You have to ask them, how many humans do I have to traffic before I can be allowed into Greece as a citizen? <laughs> what was extremely astonishing for me when I started, you know, like digging a little bit deeper and, and watching um, a couple more podcasts and what have you on, on uh, YouTube, which I'll also try and download into the description box, is that if you go onto Tom Hanks's tweet account, tweet account, Twitter account, right? And tweet account. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're showing you're giving away your age. <laughs> if you 
you go. Like, you are doing so well. I'm not a big. You're doing so well. Now. I'm not a big tweeter. I'm not, I'm not like Trump. I'm not a, I'm not a tweeter, but I've decided to go more, you know, get, get onto Twitter because I think it is a great place to be on. And um, if you go onto his account, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a, like a, a fetish for gloves. So if he's traveling or wherever he's going, if he's walking in the snow, he will take a picture of a glove on the floor, just a single glove, and then he'll post little, little um, quotes next to it saying, where's the partner of this glove? And it, it, it became a trend for him. But what was quite fascinating for me was there was one particular post that he posted, right? And this, this was a glove on a tar road. And next to the glove, somebody had spray painted the words SRG USA. Okay, they never thought anything of it. And then they started to do a little bit of, of research on what, they, what those abbreviations could possibly mean. And I didn't even know that there is what they call a dark, dark web. Oh my word, guys, it is so interesting. Yeah, so there's a dark it's web I mean, obviously, for all these crazy lunatics out there and different, <laughs> different search engines. And if you go onto this web and you search, okay, I think it's a Russian search engine, the abbreviation comes up with children pornography. So why wow. would he post that? Is it a sign? Or, I mean, what is he trying to, what is he trying to emphasize? What is he trying to, I mean, why would he post something like that? Does not make sense. Oh, hectic. It's, 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 yeah. But I think we all know that stars, stars are always involved and affiliated with such crimes that we, we don't think they are morally correct in society. I, I, I just think we, we can't put it past any celebrity, especially if you've made it in Hollywood. Why do I say that? Because there are people in Hollywood who are very talented. Correct. And yet they're not making it to the big screens. And then there's people, I'm not, say, I'm not going to say anything about his, his acting, but he's, he's a successful actor in Hollywood. And um, I mean, come on, guys, come on. There, there has to be a way in. You have, This thing of selling your soul for fame, I, I don't think it's just a thing. I think it is a thing. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a thing. There, there is a price to pay do for, for all these things. And you have to do some work for the devil. I'm sorry. Quote me, don't quote me, it's my opinion. But you have to, like, you, you, fame comes at a price. If you remember, I'm going to go deep again. If you remember, Satan offered Jesus all the things of the world, where else Jesus was like, nah, fame, this is my world. You can't offer me this because I'm okay. It's deception. That's what the Illuminati and, and all these weird people do. They, they offer you something, but there's a price to pay. You know, my favorite rapper, for example, as a kid was Lil Wayne. When I found out he sold his soul to the devil, I was like, what, what am I then? Am I his demon? I'll just pause it there. Do you think, okay. friends, do you think before we move on from that, yeah. can I quickly, before oh, we move oh. on from that, <laughs> um, I just, there's a lyric in an Eminem song that I just want to um, read to you guys very quickly. Uh, oh, and I had it and now I don't anymore. But it's basically, um, I, it's about, I sold my soul to the devil. Um, well, there's one here, but there's the, the, the one that I'm talking about is much worse and we'll find it and we'll tweet it for you guys. 
Um, so follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at the plugged plugged in podcast. Um, I will post <laughs> the plugged underscore podcast on Instagram and on Facebook, the plugged in podcast. Cool. Um, so the one lyric I've just found very quickly, I did, just did a Google search. It's uh, it's an Eminem lyric. It says, I sold my soul to the devil. I'm going to hell. I'm headed to hell. I want the money, the woman, the fortune. The fame. That means I'll end up burning in hell, scorching in flames. Satan will be in to see me later if I'm interested in being partners, devil worshipping Satan music. So if you're not selling your soul to the devil, you would have uh, you would have a problem with with that lyric, right? You wouldn't sing that if you weren't selling your soul to the devil. Um, but there's another one that it talks about like blood sacrifices and it's an Eminem song. So, okay. I just wanted to quickly drop that in there that there's always a price and the price usually when it comes to devil worship and the devil giving you all this fame and fortune, the price is usually blood, someone's blood. So Sharon, mm -hmm. carry on. You I, I just think like, you know, if you, if you look at the bigger picture, I mean, maybe I'm going completely off the subject, but um, the way I see it is these guys have been, you know, in the industry for so long. They've, they've been in these big movies. They've possibly made all the money they can make. And they, they begin to get bored. Um, um, a lot of it is maybe they're just fixated on, on the feeling of um, excitement. You don't know. Maybe they're looking for power and prestige and they're going, they're, they're seeking for it in, you know, in the wrong direction or, or, or surrounding themselves, you know, because because they're just generally bored with life. I don't know what else to say because yeah, it's crazy. So my dad wanted to say um, that you know it's the danger in, in being too rich or these celebrities. The reason that he hates them or can't stand them, not hates but can't stand them, is because they have so much money they don't know what to do with it, and then they yeah. start doing all the silly stuff and indulging in this terrible stuff like drugs and whatever. Bags. But. Um, when I did some research into like, okay, people like to say the Illuminati is a conspiracy theory, but the reality is that there have been secret societies in existence for hundreds of years. Yes. They are usually formed um, at prestigious Ivy League universities, and that is how they recruit through the universities. And yes. if you watch that movie, The Skulls, with Paul Walker and the guy from Dawson's Creek, um, Joshua Jackson. Yeah. That movie was about secret societies at these Ivy League universities and how they have to do blood sacrifices to get into those secret societies. And they're often under the guise of um, Greek lettered. And that's another thing that ties back to Greece, Sharon. They're often, they call them the Greek lettered societies. So like Sigma Phi Phi was the first ever all black Greek society. Um, and it was because the secret societies wouldn't let black people, African-Americans into the secret societies and they weren't allowed into these Ivy League colleges. So in 1904, um, they founded Sigma Phi Phi, which is also known as the Grand Boulet. And it's very interesting that if you do research on it, um, you will see that LeBron James, who just won uh, the NBA Finals for the first time in 10 years, the LA Lakers won the NBA Finals. Yay, I guess. Yep. I used to be a, a Lakers <laughs> fan. I was a diehard Lakers fan for 20 years, but actually it turns out I was just a Kobe Bryant fan and not a Lakers fan. So yeah, so now I, I, I don't watch. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, watch, I don't watch basketball at all. So I can't even participate in it. I'm glad that you even knew it was basketball and you didn't say baseball or something. <laughs> Yeah, Obviously, I mean, when you mention Kobe Bryant and okay, and um, the news. what's his name? Yeah, 
Exactly. So you should know who we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But so LeBron James has this massive tattoo across his chest, and it's actually the um, animal that is on the Grand Brulee um, stamp, and what do they call it? Crest or whatever it's called. And it's like half lion, half male, half female. It's this weird um, dual sexuality thing. And it's this, it's all emblazoned on his chest. And nobody ever talks about that tattoo or the other weird things that he has and that he does. Like he often before his games, he's got this ritual and he will like do the triangle and then he'll look yeah. up. I saw something about that today. Sorry, Tanisha, I'm stopping you there. To do with uh, Naomi Campbell. So it goes back to Egyptian times, actually, and being part of the occult, right? If you look at what they believed in, the Egyptian was like a triangle. And sure. part of the Greek belief as well is, and any Arab, you know, any, any and even the Indian people believe in, in, in Greek, they call it the mati, which is the eye. You know, it's that blue, it's the eye. Third eye. Yeah, so basically, um, you know, people like the Greek people, uh, the Egyptians used to believe it was a symbol for them of protection. So the blue was a protection and the, the evil eye was to keep away any evil. So, and I, I'm also a culprit in, in the sense that when I, I drive in my car, I don't know if you've noticed, I've always got a big blue eye in my car because yeah, I do believe in it. It's like just getting rid of, of negative energy. But the scary part is, is that Naomi Campbell wears the symbol of the eye. She's got it in the form of jewelry and what have you. But this is not, for it's not like positive energy it's more going back to an occult that they have now formed which is a, a higher power um associated with this eye so yeah so like the and the jews believe in the hamza hand and the eye right. in the middle of the hamza hand which protects you from evil okay yes. but the illuminati very specifically have a tri a pyramid and this symbol is actually on the the us dollar yes um a pyramid and in the middle of the pyramid it's the one eye the and james, yeah and lebron james he's worn t-shirts with that exact symbol on it and he does the signs he does the triple six hands before his games he does the thing where he's like breathing the devils does um, he really i've never noticed yeah, it. it's on youtube there's videos of it and then wow. there's a lot of people that talk about lebron and say that he's part of the illuminati and i just want to go back to saying that the Illuminati is not a conspiracy. It is secret societies are real. There's just levels. So the Grand Boulet that I was talking about, they are the only all black secret society and they are part, part of yeah, the Illuminati. But they're the lowest Freemasonry rank in the Illuminati ladder kind of thing. Like the bottom of the pyramid really. Yeah. Um, but they're part of it, you know. And so and there's a quote by Malcolm X about how the, the biggest danger to society and to the black man is the white liberal because the white liberal will befriend the black person and make them take pity on the white liberal, which is kind of what's happening now in the US. Like everyone's like, boo hoo, we hate Trump. All the white liberals are like, we hate Trump. But look at the white liberals, Ellen DeGeneres, um, Tom Hanks. Uh, was Oprah Winfrey? Oprah Winfrey is very famously said to be part of the Grand Boulet. And um, so they say the white liberal will be Fred, Malcolm X said, not they, Malcolm X said that, sorry guys, I'm all over the place, but I have to get this right for you. So I'm just quickly going to read it to you because Barack Obama posted a picture on his Twitter um, of LeBron James and the way that the, he posted a picture of four, um, LeBron winning four championships, but the order that he put the pictures in, 
um, across LeBron's chest, it says 
to dilute the right? population. So it's like exactly my point. So it's like it's like it's funny how there are some people at the top somewhere. I don't know where, which country, maybe Greece, I don't know, Sharon, or India, maybe. India. <laughs> There's people out there who are... Oh, oh, oh. Maybe it's in Africa, maybe it's right here, who knows? It's, it's, there are people uh, out there who are running the world. Um, different families from Europe, like the, uh, the Rothschilds, and so Belgium and Germany, that's where this goes all the way back to. But I think, I mean... There's people are calling us. And those people are exactly like us. They're human beings with two eyes and a brain. And they are controlling majority of the universe. Like, I'm talking about the whole Earth, guys. Like, 7.5 billion people. And they are under these people's spell. They decide what we wear, what we do, what we drink, what we watch, how we are programmed. And then they still take our children for their own benefit or for money. I mean, for the mere fact that shop, Tom Hanks is linked with the porn site, why are we surprised? Because porn is literally the biggest industry in the world. And actually, nobody admits to actually participating in such. And you just ask yourself, how, where, and why? Because these people have got power, and nobody would even even dream to think that they would be capable of doing such a monstrous, you know, what what is the word? Such a disgusting act. Um, monstrous. That's correct. Yeah. But you said, Alicia, <laughs> don't get it out. <laughs> this was all super yeah. heavy, guys. I'm just going to tie it into the second the second part of the show. Um, which is about, uh, it's to do with Kobe Bryant's death. It's also some really deep stuff. And it's about how all of this, COVID, Bill Gates, Barack Obama, Jeffrey Epstein, all of them are all tied together. Tom Hanks. So I told you Barack Obama tweeted about um, LeBron James. And he tweeted, congrats to my friend. And he put these four pictures up in a row. Uh, Prince, are you just going on Twitter to check it out quickly? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, cool. I'm going, to do that. I'm going to tell you. So there wasn't really a chronological sequence to the way he put the pictures up, but the way he put the pictures up meant that across LeBron's chest, it said 201666. Now I'm going to tell you what event 201 is. Event 201 is a global pandemic exercise. Okay. Um, it was a simulation of an outbreak of a novel zoonotic coronavirus transmitted from bats to pigs to people that eventually becomes efficiently transmissible from person to person, leading to a severe pandemic, which is currently where we are right Going now. Through. Yes. Okay. Um, this, it, this article says, and we'll put the link for you guys in the description box, that there is no possibility of a vaccine being available in the first year. There is a fictional antiviral drug that can help the sick, but not significantly limit the spread of the disease. Um, since the whole human population is susceptible during the initial months of the pandemic, the cumulative number of cases increases exponentially, doubling every week. The cases and deaths accumulate, the economic and societal consequences become increasingly severe. The scenario was, this was run by John Hopkins, uh, Bloomberg School of Public Health, uh, the Center for Health Security, and it was done in conjunction with the World Economic Forum, and listen to this, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. No, and this was, this was done um, many years ago, like five years ago, and the scenario ends at the 18-month point with 65 million deaths. 
The pandemic will continue at some rate until there's an effective oh. vaccine or until 80 to 90% of the global population has been exposed. From that point on, it is likely to be an endemic childhood disease. And the only way to get around endemic childhood diseases are vaccines. Okay. I mean, and yeah. if you go back to that company that they created called Brain, was it Braingate? Um, yep, but the uh, first one to put your reactions on this event, 201 and 666 and Barack so, Obama. So basically what I'm getting here is that we we are all under the impression, if not, we, we do believe that this COVID-19 is just too suspicious to just be random. Like, I don't think like, this oh, one, we just came from bed. Like, this, the idea they sold us of COVID was ridiculous. You could have just given us something that normally encounter not like that this was so random I, I do think the, the pandemic is, is man-made it was premeditated for sure okay. what is that sharon it, it was premeditated for sure They're oh been, yeah they've been planning this thing i think for a couple of years now if not even longer they knew exactly what they were doing um so when obama was the president they donated uh three point something million dollars to a clinic an institute in Wuhan. Incidentally, that's where the mm -hmm. coronavirus came from. And they all they told the rest of the world that it came from a flea market, right? That has like livestock. Yes. yes. Um, so I did a fact check on Snopes, which I don't even trust Snopes anymore, because they basically said that yes, the Obama administration did give a $3.7 million grant to um, the Wuhan lab, but it should also be known that, sorry, what's true? A portion of the $3.7 million in grants um, awarded by the Obama administration um, helped fund research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. That was between 2014 and 2019. This Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation event 201 was around 2015. Um, not all of the 3.7 million went to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and not all the funding took place under Obama's administration. They say that approximately $700,000 was approved under Trump. So of 3.7 million, 0.7 million was approved under Trump, but the other 3 million was approved under Obama. So, I mean, read what you will into that. But again, it comes back to what I think that they're, they're just setting up Trump to take the fall for all of the stuff. But it's not really, you know. But do you think, I mean, they're also saying if you watch, you know, the debates and everything going on at the moment between Trump and uh, and uh, Biden, that, you know, Biden keeps, you know, running him down and saying to him, you knew in January already about the virus and you didn't warn anybody. You didn't, you didn't take action. You only kind of took action two months later. So... Did, I mean, did I mean was Trump? Do you think Trump is really involved in this whole thing, or do you think that that was pure innocence? No, I think that I think mm. that he acted the way that a CEO of a company would act if somebody tells them that there's a huge crisis in your company. What do you do as a CEO? You don't go and tell all the employees, yeah. "Guys, there's a huge crisis in the company." No, you try and sort Fair. things out, yes. and then you tell everyone what's yeah. going on. Yeah. So that is in a way that is normal for him because he is uh, in commerce that is what he does yeah yeah and what's worse is that obama has been pushing this agenda bill gates has been pushing this agenda since 2015 and if they all knew that there was this virus coming this pandemic or whatever 
why weren't there better preparations made then? Well, I think you gave examples more. I guess about maybe they were not kept in the loop because. I think Trump was worried thing. about the economic uh, 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 and losing money the only- in the lives. To be quite honest, I don't think he was. He was more worried about yeah. shoes yeah. on the stock market. <laughs> well, he said it, when they asked him about the grant that was given to the Wuhan lab tied to COVID 19s origins, they did ask Donald Trump about it. Do you know what he said? He said, "We will end that grant very quickly. It was made a number of years ago, 2015." Who was president then? I wonder. That is what Trump said. And there's a photo of Barack Obama in that lab in Wuhan. I don't know. There's, there's just so much. The thing is, you know what? There's a lot of conspiracy theories, but we don't. Okay, maybe that is factual evidence because he was in the lab. Um, but, but I mean, and he gave the money yeah. to them. And then you want to tell us that it came from a flea market when you actually gave millions of dollars to a lab for virology. What was quite strange was Beijing isn't too far from Wuhan, right? Why did you no. Why did you not any other lab across no, the world? There was no. They, they managed to keep the coronavirus out of Beijing, which all the delegates and parliamentary people live. You know, they all live in Beijing, and every, you know the, the the whole virus kind of exploded in you know at Wuhan. So how did they manage to you know keep it so controlled? That nobody in Beijing got this virus. I mean, look, here's the thing. I think whoever created the virus thought. I mean, why would they create a virus without having a vaccine? It's either human uh, population control, because right now, almost most of the countries with a high number of of infected people, they are most likely to to get a second wave. I mean, South Africa's deaths are are rising out of nowhere. Again, not yeah. out of nowhere because right. we behave. Because we behave like we behave like we own the world, guys. Like you know, I, I, as human beings, sometimes South Africa is legend. Like we are normal. We pack clubs, parties. You know, face mask when you can. Shit is scared with the face mask off, but when you come in, you have it on. So confusing. So confusing. <laughs> guys, sorry. Um, you and Lava from can't help but kiss all the girls. We you know you got to stop. Listen to share it. I was late today to the podcast. Won't say why. <laughs> yeah, I hope you weren't getting COVID, Prince. Ah, um, uh, no. COVID, wait. Me, I'm sitting at home, guys. Me, I like to do parties via Zoom. Guys, I just want to see the photo that I was checking out the validity of, right? I don't know if you can see it clearly, but this guy in the corner, do you know who this guy is? No. I'll tell you who he is. It's Dr. Anthony Fauci. Who's he? Sharon, who's he? <laughs> He's the senior, medical, the senior medical expert representing the US government in the fight against coronavirus. Okay, well, you taught me something. I can't, I, well, I probably do know who he is. I just couldn't remember right now. That's who it is. Like and Trevor and Bill Gates and all these people are trying to push us into getting a vaccine.